Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, like cook crack on a Cadillac. It's me, Slim, obviously, because who else hosts this shit? Today, I have a special guest on Loudly Divorced. Sir Moore, can you introduce yourself and tell them who you are, what you stand for, yo, yo. sir? What's going on, y'all? Um, my name is Sir Moore. I'm a photographer, community organizer, um, artist. Um, I'm the owner of Silk Shaders Ground. It's a multi-purpose co-creative space for healing and expansion for entrepreneurs, um, creatives, and community members. Um, I'm the manager for Transparent Black Guy and uh, just overall guy, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that just tries to keep it as balanced as possible. And um, I am a vegan and plant-based cook as well. So, yeah. <laughs> And we love a multifaceted black man. Y'all know I be up here ripping black men, you know, sometimes. But here we go. Look, we got a healed one. <laughs> we got a mentally sound one. And he is out here trying to heal other black men. So you know how this podcast goes. You know, we talk about everything from relationships, ex-husbands, uh, kids, everything under the sun, and most especially healing. So today we have a few questions for Sir Moore. Do you want me to call you Sir Moore or Joe? Uh, it's uh, whatever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I will call you Joe. So this, uh, you already know the title of this uh, episode is Harpo. Who this man? So, <laughs> so it's titled that because Joe has a son, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. So. I guess my first question um, leading into the podcast is uh, what was your longest relationship um, and what were the positive things that you learned from it? Was it with your son's mother or was it not with her? Um, my longest relationship was not with my son's mom. Mm. Um, my longest relationship was the my first ever relationship mm. uh, when I was 23 to 25. Okay. Um, yeah, three years. Um, we're gonna get married, and um, the positives um, in that relationship. I learned a lot about just being honest with yourself. Um, and um, my partner at the time, she was very, very business savvy, so she helped me out as a creative, but she helped me out with my business as well. Um, and she will always thank me for helping her be more creative as well, whether it be um, showing her different ways how to dress or showing her different ways how to speak. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm a very, you know, I'm a public person. A Virgo. Um, I'm going to throw that out so there, everybody. <laughs> He's a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. You know, I, it's not necessarily I like the intention. is that I don't, um, you know, come in the room or whatever the case may be. Um, so just cover her on those aspects and we balance each other out. So uh, those were the, the positives in that relationship. I learned a lot um, how to run a business or, or just be uh, brand savvy as a person um, and just being myself. So uh, those are the things I learned in that relationship. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. so do you feel like that relationship was kind of a pivotal moment in how you saw yourself differently or how you treated women or it was more so of a, I guess, a, a business exchange in the relationship? 
It was both. It was both. Um, we, we, we both uh, started a nonprofit organization, which is still current today, called Care More. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up launching pretty big because of the balance that we had. Um, we created a uh, program that allowed people to get into um, these concepts like Made in America, Afro Punk, uh, Coachella. Um, by doing community work, you know, if you did a bunch of hours of um, community work, you could get into these festivals for free. Oh, that's um, so good. Love festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love festivals, so we came up with that idea, and that was together. Um, and so it was a business exchange, but it's also like she's still my soulmate, you know, to this day. Mm. Um, and that's the big thing that we have. Um, we're still good friends to this day. And um, it was just more than a business transaction or a business like collaboration or whatever, you know. It was somebody that I needed to meet, and um, she she admitted that herself as well. That's what's up. You you don't hear often um, men because I believe in the whole soulmates and twin flame thing as well. And you don't often meet men who are no longer with their soulmate or their twin flame, and they're kind of okay with it and still cool and. It's just very refreshing to hear such a mature take on it. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, like, because sometimes I think, that, again, this goes back to me saying about knowing yourself and being true to yourself and mm-hmm. honest with yourself. Um, you know, sometimes at the time, you know, because the, the relationship wasn't all she was in dream, right? Yeah. I, you know, I cheated on her, um, and it was out of feeling like, I wasn't enough for her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She she is in public relations field, and uh, I feel like she could have any man that she want. You know? Mm, yeah. Uh, I was insecure. You know, I was insecure at the time, and I felt like, you know, I wasn't being valued as much as I thought I could be, um, or I didn't think I brought enough to the table. So I down I downgraded my my vibration and, and went out and got with a little vibrational person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was bad since then. You know, she couldn't trust me after that. Um, I thought things were getting better as time went on. And I just was trying to, you know, place my energy elsewhere to be uh, felt or to, to feel important. To yeah. Um. And yeah, that that it, it ended very bad, and then we tried to get back together. Um, and I told her no, I didn't want to get back together uh, because I feel like I wasn't the man I needed to be for myself for her. Um, and in doing that, you know, it, I felt like I made the right decision. Yeah, because you know, I think it would have went worse if I just was like, you know what, she's taking me back. Let me get back and potentially do the same shit, you know? That um, takes, yeah, some some maturity on, you know, your end um, to want to do that. Because usually when someone cheats, it, it kind of puts you in a space of not wanting to really continue the relationship. And the fact that you even said, you know what, I would want to, but I'm not going to, it shows great maturity. Yeah. Yeah. So she even said she said that herself years later, like, you know what, like, I thank you for making that decision because who knows, you know what I'm saying? It would have been we probably wouldn't have been friends though. So yeah. 
because it, it usually breeds a lot of animosity. And even when you um, get back together, there's still feeling like if you guys don't really, really work through it, there's still feelings of resentment. And then you're always going to be kind of looking over your shoulder like, is he out doing this or is she out doing this? Or, you know, is, did she get back with me just to try to get back at me? <laughs> I'm not going to say I did or didn't do that in my marriage, but <laughs> all of these are allegations. <laughs> No, so um, yeah, that's what's up. So my next question is, uh, has dating as a single dad presented any challenges for you? Like, do you have women that are like, oh, you know, I don't really date men with kids or, you know, has it been an issue with you trusting other people around your son? Um, well, it, it was, uh, it was kind of balanced, I guess. It wasn't bad in it wasn't like all right i guess because it it, it just it, i think it was more so about the type of man that i am and a lot of women were like were saying like i don't normally date <laughs> i don't normally date men with kids but you are really good with your son mm-hmm. um and there's no like baby mama drama that nature um and i tell men all the time too i say look listen tell me what you want but the relationship when it comes to co-parenting, if the male isn't doing what he's supposed to do, then the woman is going to, the, the other parent, the mom, she's going to go off and do whatever she wants to do because you're not leading the parenting situation. Um, if you're not taking care of your kid constantly, communicating with your baby moms constantly, mm-hmm. sending them address constantly, then you're going to have baby mama drama, whether she's crazy or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that precedent needs to be set by the man, you know? Yeah. Um, because nine times out of ten, I don't like it. A lot of men don't like it. Um, but it's just naturally. The kids are always going to be with the mom, naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, just my situation was different. I had my son for three and a half years. Uh, his mom needed a break. And that's what co-parenting is, too. Like, you yeah. know, if you're co-parenting, never feel like or you shouldn't always feel like asking for help and it's an issue you know what i'm saying um i think that's a good balance to have and if that 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 father or that mom is able to take that load off of your hands then that's not a co-parent you know yeah Um, but with that you know i've had single women just date me (laughs) just based (laughs) upon like how i am with my son Mm -hmm. um so I've never had issues in that department, but when I'm trying to take it further, when I tried to take it further with someone, it was difficult because I saw that they weren't ready to be a stepmom. Mm. Um, I saw that they weren't yeah. ready to be um, reliable or a little more understanding that, you know, I got to go get my son or I have to do these things for my son over her at the time um, or whatever woman I was dating. Um, because women want you to put them first, always, you know. Um, but again, you know, as a man, if you set the precedent in those boundaries early, you know, you give the woman the option to either stay or go. So I, I haven't had any major issues, but mm-hmm. those those moments of like, you know what, I like you a lot, but I don't think you're not mature enough, but I don't think you're ready to take on that um, stepmom role. Um, in my life so yeah that that's understandable I had to become a stepmom at 17 so 
I I completely understand. It's it's definitely a different type of lifestyle that and a different type of maturity that you have to have, especially if the child's mother still has feelings for your significant other. So it's it's not being a step parent and even now, like I'm a full adult now and you know, it's still I'm not gonna say difficult um dating. Um just with men acknowledging that, you know, my ex-husband is still around and he's very involved. Um, it's just, it's a very interesting space to navigate because men don't generally know how to take it. If the man is still there, I think they are accustomed to some women just not being, not having any communication with their, um, child's father. So. Right. And I, and I've been in that situation too, like on the other end, you know, before having a kid, mm-hmm. I, I did two older women who were divorced <laughs> or in the process of being divorced or whatever the case may be. And like that, yeah, that, that's something difficult. Um, but also, um, I got into those situations early later on as I got older and I became a dad and I was dealing with someone who had a kid and I really was feeling a girl, like we was feeling each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, me and a dude talked, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, like, so what do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, what's going on? You know? Yeah, I'm like, how, how did that go? Because <laughs> I've had a, a serious boyfriend before, and I would never put my ex-husband or my future spouse in, like, I guess, close quarters like that unless I had a ring on my finger. Because I feel like that's a very intense conversation. It is an intense conversation. And I think because the, the situation was getting really, really, like, um... Like, I guess like a life or death situation mm-hmm. and he was just stressing her out all because um, he still was in love with her but she moved on yeah. you know what I'm saying um, I guess I was like the third guy you know that she moved on to after their divorce or whatever mm-hmm. and I was just like you know what like that's like the type of man I am I'm like you know what let me just talk to you or whatever and he was just on some shit like you know, I fucked up, and da 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 and I was like, bro, you gotta do what's best for you, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. if this is a situation, and, and destiny is supposed to be what it is, you get yourself together, and everything will unfold on its own, and so I'm not, we're not buddies <laughs> right now, but it's also like, when we see each other, it's like mutual respect, because he thanked me for like, you know, speaking to man to man and saying like, yo, like, you need to get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to get the type of woman that you want or the type of life that you want, like, you got to get yourself together first to be prepared for that shit, you know? Um, And that's what we spoke about. And bro, (laughs) we elevated his life. And, you know, he's doing great with the parenting with the lady that I was intimate Mm -hmm. with at the time. And, um... You know, she, she thanks me to this day for, like, talking to him because the nigga really didn't have any good friends. Like, it was yeah. Like, you know, and that's a big thing, too, as men. Like, it's hard to make friends as men because niggas have egos. Yes. But, like, just speaking to another brother, just coming from another place and having them see another perspective. It may not go as best as you want, but it's worth the try. And uh, it worked out. And that's... That's all you can hope for. Like, even if, because 
I, I always believe that people are in our lives for seasons or reasons. And I feel like maybe the reason that you were in her life was to get her co-parenting or her co-parenting situation in order. Because sometimes you do just need another man to be like, look, you fucking up. Like, she already decided that she didn't want to deal with you anymore. Don't ruin your child's life trying to ruin hers. Yeah, come on, maturity. <laughs> so, <laughs> my next question is How do you introduce people to your son? Um, a lot of the times, um, if people don't ask, then I don't say anything. Um, but, um, like a lot of people who know of me, mm-hmm. so it's like, How's your son? Like, people that I don't even really know closely, like that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's good. you know, he, you know getting big, et cetera, et cetera. But um, for the most part, if it's a conversation about kids don't get brought up, then I don't bring them up. <laughs> okay, so is it like you're omitting that you don't tell people you have a son or you just, if it's not brought brought up, then it's just not said? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, like just me personally, it's like, eh, I mean, I don't have to tell you about my personal life like that, especially about my kids. So if we're not bringing up kids, mm. then I'm not going to say anything. See, I almost feel like I'm like lying to people. Like if I don't, because people already assume I'm way younger than I am. And then that I don't have children. So it's just like, I also feel like I'm lying. Like if I'm not like, uh, let me just tell you, I'm divorced and I have kids. But then it's just like, is that like a defense mechanism? Or is it me just wanting to be upfront with someone? It's a a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both because, you know, being an an amazing parent, being a responsible parent is something that you should gloat about, you know? But Mm -hmm. also it's like, this is what what comes with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the the situation is, just know that that's the situation. Um, And so it's a mixture of both. I I used to be like that at first, uh, but now it's like, certain things that i've been like secretive of just for safety precaution yeah because uh, some people are crazy listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> i'm right there with you like i feel like i'm gonna be honest and tell you that i have children but the minute that you're like oh you know when can i meet your kid then i'm gonna be like all right that's a red flag because why you why do you want to meet somebody's kids like and not that it's not weird it's just like we just started talking if i haven't spoken to you for like at least maybe three to six months I'm not even about to even allow you to even breathe the same air as my kids because that's that's very, something very sacred. So it's just like I definitely get weirded out by men that are just like, oh, like I was actually just dating someone. Now, we almost were dating for like a year and he like almost like accidentally ran into me and my daughters at the grocery store. They were in the bathroom and he like walked up and he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my daughters to the picnics, a picnic, but get away from me because I don't want them to see that sounds so rude. Get away from me because I don't want them to see you with me. And maybe I could have said it differently, but it kind of just made me realize like, oh no, I'm not even mentally ready to be in, or no, I don't want him in particular. That's what made me kind of cut the situation off. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I don't like you. Like it just made me realize. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah, because we we would have conversations all the time, and I would he would just say a lot of things that were red flags. But I think that I was just kind of like, you know what, like, you know how you just have somebody there. Like I I would kind of just ignore him for maybe like a month or two, and he would still be around and. I don't know. It, it maybe it was a little toxic phase I was going through, but I definitely was upfront with him. Like, look, I'm not looking for looking to make this anything. Like, I already see the type of person you are, and that's not someone I would want to continue a relationship with. But he was more so talking about marriage and having, you know, more kids and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, mm, I don't even want to be seen in public with you. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't like a lot of people. I do not like a lot of people. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that, I don't know, maybe it's a tourist thing, but my pride won't even let me lie and be like, oh, you know, I'm this type of person. No, I want you to fully understand that at times I can be a bit of a jackass and, you know, this is me and I'm up front with it. So you either take it or you leave it. And me being a jackass regarding like not, let me not say I'm a jackass, me being guarded with my children is something very sacred to me because it's just like I don't ever want my daughters to feel like oh you know after my mother divorced my father you know it was just you know niggas like trains and buses just coming every 15 minutes so it's just like that's something that I would never do so even like when they leave and go with their dad for the summer like yeah I'm dating but because they're not seeing it and they're not witnessing any of it so I always want to keep them protected in that sense, because that's even when my mom divorced my dad, she didn't have just a gang of dudes coming around. So I kind of want to keep that. And I feel like it's a little damaging to just have a bunch of people around your kids anyway. It's, it's damaging. Um, but I also believe in showing your kids that you can also be happy, too. Yeah. You know? um, I think on my end, um, you know, my mom has never been married. My grandmother's never been married. Hmm. Um, other women, you know, in my family have never been married. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, the only person that's been married now that just got married um, a couple of years ago was my aunt, and she was dating this guy, my uncle now, um, for eleven years. You know, hey. been with eleven years to say yes. Um, for various reasons, for our own reasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I think it's just about letting your kids know, not just for the sake of just showing them, but understanding mm-hmm. that it's a balance, too. Like, you want to guard them, of course, and you also don't want them to always see a bunch of niggas coming in the house. Yeah. Um, but also having the balance of, like, you know what? Mama got a life, too. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to be with someone happy and taking that risk too. Like, yeah, maybe a guy that's like too safe. You know what I'm saying? And that may be the guy that 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 you need. You know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. the same quote unquote your type that you've been uh, uh, going towards and not working out. You know, mm. that's that's the conversation that I have with my mom. You know, mm. and um, you know, try it out. You know what I'm saying? But you do deserve happiness. But at the same time, like you said. You know, letting them know, like, you know, every, not every guy that I meet is going to be coming through these doors or that you're going to see. Yeah. I did, like, have a serious boyfriend, like, in 2020 that that I did introduce him to. And he was... Uh, yeah, you, everybody had a pandemic relationship. Listen, listen, do not judge me. 
everybody had a pandemic relationship, Joe. But he was not, nah, he was, he was low-key late. I like older men. So he was, what was that, 28, 29 at the time. And he was 48. So he was like, yeah, I, I like him old. Um, so he was very well established, came from money, family came from money. So, you know, he was the type of guy, like he would give me money all the time or he would um, like make sure that me and the girls, nobody opened the door, nobody lifted anything heavy. Like he was a true gentleman, but there were some boundary issues. And I kind of explained that to the girls and I explained that to him. And you know, that relationship kind that was like, yeah, he was the only one like I really introduced to them or that they really spent significant time with outside of their father. So, they understand that like I'm going to be dating and I am going to have a life. It's just, if you see somebody coming around, he's going to be, excuse me, doing something of service. So, you know, it's not just a bunch, like it's, it's no man just coming to lay around here. Like, you know, you got to come and fix something, pay for something. Like you, you can't just come and just relax. And, and not, I don't want to say relax. If you create an environment for me to relax in, then of course I'll create an re- environment for you to relax in. But I just want my daughters to understand you have to know your worth and your value. And don't be bringing no raggedy behind man around me that is not, you know, doing what he needs to do to provide for you. Because if you provide for yourself or if I'm providing for you, because I'm yeah in the process of getting a multifamily. So when my daughters get of age, they can just move in and not have to worry about paying rent. So if they're being provided for, anybody that I'm handing them off to has to be providing for them as well. So I want to get that instilled in their heads and not this whole new generation of women feeling like they have to take care of men. That's not what I'm promoting with my children. But yeah. I don't don't know, just from a male's perspective, I don't think it's about taking care of a man. I think it's more so about being realistic, Mm -hmm. right? Because... Hello? Your phone cut out. Wait, you cut out. It said being realistic. His emotions are in the right place. Um, I think a lot of women are tired of dealing with guys that have those uh, financial uh, goals, air quotes, but aren't treating them the best. You Mm. know what I'm saying? But so many things that you can buy. There's so many things. There's so many dates that you can go out on. There's Mm. so many that you can go out on until like um the argument has become enough you know what i'm saying mm. the, the hitting has become enough you know mm. what i'm saying versus a guy that is um building himself up and finding his way he may not be financially set but he's emotionally available mm. you know he knows how to hold the conversation um he knows how to be a family man um and all that stuff. So it's, 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 you know, trying to find a balance, man, is like, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, like, even the woman that I was now, like, you know, she, she thanks me every day for mm-hmm. just being emotionally available for her. Um, and that's all she really needs. You know, everything else, like, she has her own career. She has her own mm-hmm. career. I have her own career, but yeah. she makes her own money, things like that. But, as a man, and, and all fellas that will be listening to this episode, 
just because a woman has everything that she needs, it doesn't mean she doesn't deserve things, right? Exactly. Still be a man that caters, you know what I'm saying, and do what you can, you know what I'm saying, cook dinner, make sure that there she you doesn't go. want anything, you know what I'm saying, like, it's it's not, the thing I've, I've figured out about women, the one thing, because there's multiple things about women, <laughs> but the one thing that I've figured out is that a woman doesn't want to need for anything, right, and so women, if you communicate that thing that you don't need or, or do need, um, communicate that. And fellas, be coherent about what they want. You know what I'm saying? Be realistic. You know, if you could be that type of guy for her, be that type of guy. If not, let another dude come in and be that type of guy for her. Because there are, there's, there's somebody for everyone. There's love. Absolutely. Right? You know? And so, just because a woman wants to be wined and died all the time, that doesn't mean she's a gold digger or whatever the case may be. That's just her lifestyle. You know, yeah. and most of the time, women did out of lifestyles. Um, and that's the type of lifestyle that you want. Yeah. And if you can't provide that lifestyle, it's okay. <laughs> it's and and right. that's, I feel like that's where the problem lies because it's just like certain men are wanting to date certain women. And it's just like, um, it's okay to date in your pay range. Like, even right. if you feel like those are not the women that you want, then you need to take a break from dating and really set yourself up to date, you know, the women that you want to date. Because even with me, like I said, I date older men. I date white men, Pakistani men, Indian, Asian, whatever. And it's not like if they're asking me like, oh, where are you going to go? And I'm telling them like, oh, this is my favorite restaurant. It's my favorite restaurant because I've taken myself there before. I've taken my children there. So regardless of the price point, if I'm providing this for myself, if you can't provide it, that's fine. I just, you know, we just need to have a different conversation or we just probably are not going to move forward with it. And it's no hard feelings. You might be a nice guy. But at the end of the day, it's just like dating your pay range because you're going to be less disappointed with what the women. Are. Yeah. So as I was saying, um, I, I just feel like a lot of men get upset because they're not willing to put in the work. And I, I think I was telling my daughter this yesterday. You want to skip, you want to skip the process of getting to what it is that you desire. And you can't skip the process. And that's when the frustration comes in because you're looking at everything in social media and you're looking at this popcorn generation where it's just like, oh, these videos are just popping up, popping up, popping up from content creators and you're getting this and you're getting albums and even Netflix, they're putting out whole seasons of shows now. So you're used to getting things so quickly that you think in real, in the real world, you have, you can skip the process of working through what you need to work through. And instead of you, and even if you skip the skip past, excuse me, being mentally and emotionally available for women. Now you acquire the money and you only are attracting these women who only are after certain things because you haven't done the work to to attract or to vibrate on the same frequency as the women that you want. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a B. But my next my next question. Um, where am I? Well, I, yeah, I guess you answered this one. Um, what self-work have you done uh, when it comes to relationships? Um, uh, I think I have done my best with trying to be, you know, my full self. Mm -hmm. uh, just transparent with women. Um, 
there has been times where, you know, I don't know how, <laughs> but I've dealt with women that were like, yo, like, I don't mind coming to pick you up. I don't mind taking you out on a date. I don't mm-hmm. mind da, 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 da. And I think it's like that because I have done the work on myself to be able to Get someone, yeah. the kind of man that I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of men need to take time. I took like a year and a half of no dating mm-hmm. and just to pour in myself to really like figure out, okay, what kind of man do I want to be? And how do I want to be? How do I want to get there? And what does it look like for me? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been a free-flowing guy. You know, and when I say free-flowing, just for context purposes, um, not like being into other men or whatever the case may be, but mm-hmm. it's more so about like, yo, I am strong in my masculinity. Mm-hmm. I don't mind giving a compliment to another guy or I don't yeah. mind being affectionate to another guy, but I love women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love women. I'm into women. And that's that. And I think a lot of guys don't know who they are. And that causes a lot of problems. So I had to figure out or be more confident in who I am in order to attract the type of women that I wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. And so um, those things were just like, you know, taking myself out. It, it's cliche, but like taking myself out on dates, you know what I'm saying? Going yeah. to other places, traveling to other places. Um, and just for the, like, the guys that are listening in the podcast, like, yo, the difference between men and women is that... Um, us men, we don't allow ourselves to feel feminine, right? Yeah. And, and when I say feminine, it's not about like being soft in a negative way, but it's also it's about being vulnerable and allowing certain things about yourself to be. You know what I'm saying? Like taking yourself out or, or, or wanting to be by yourself in your solitude isn't something that is like not masculine you know what i'm saying or, or taking care of yourself you know what i'm saying yeah going to get your nails done going to get a haircut um going to the spa the hike you know what i'm saying crying like, you know what i'm saying exactly you know like women like the one thing i've learned about women and now and i was raised by women i have four different godmothers um that y'all take the time out <laughs> to really like isolate yourself to get yourself together like absolutely you know what i'm saying it's like i ain't gonna be on social media i ain't gonna go to no club i ain't gonna go to no da 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 and like six months have passed and you got a brand new job you got a high salary paying job (laughs) (laughs) you don't work out you know what i'm saying you don't lost 20 pounds you look like a whole different yourself literally Mm. you know what i'm saying yeah um and us men, you know, we don't do that. You know, we self-sabotage ourselves most of the time or we'll do stuff. We'll get under another woman just to get with another woman. Um, or we'll start to feel like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get a, a better job, but it's like we'll start spending money on bullshit. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's the thing that I, I had to realize when I was doing the work. It's like putting all that energy into self-growth so that I could be prepared for mm-hmm. whoever comes in my life. And I don't want to, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but have you had a therapist before or have you been to therapy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had a therapist before. Um, and it was, it was, uh, it was eye-opening and it was good to have somebody that doesn't know me to, to, 
to like be, be able to hold the mirror up and show you who you really yeah, are. Be able to hold the mirror up and show me. But the good thing that I got out of that is that the therapist was like, "Yo, to be honest with you, you don't need a therapist because <laughs> you know who you are already." Yeah. Right. And I think what was needed at that time was the the confirmation of saying like, "Yo." You are who you are, right? You mm-hmm. figured out how you are, who you are, and what you want to become. The only things that you need to focus on now is doing it. You know, putting forth those actions. And that's what my therapist helped me with. He, he he was a navigator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I would ask him like, "Is this the right choice?" Or these are my these are my choices. <clears throat> he would tell me and, and show me how to break those choices down mm-hmm. and just what choice was best for me. So that's what my therapist was. And then he was so upfront and honest. And he was like, yo, like you should, you should get into being a therapist yourself. You know? Was it a black male therapist or was it a white guy? <clears throat> it was black male. Oh, see, that, see, and I'm always promoting that. Like black men need black male therapists because you need somebody who has been through what you've been through or who can identify with who you are as a man. And I feel like um, I'm going to speak for speak to black men because that's who my community is. I feel like a lot of them are so afraid of their feminine side. We all have masculine and feminine sides. We just operate more from one side when we are unhealed and we are not balanced within ourselves. So even though men feel like, oh, they're being super masculine, it's like, no, when you are sitting across and berating women and cursing them out and acting that that you are completely in your feminine side you are acting jealous you are acting envious you are acting in ways that maybe not suit your highest good but you don't know how to get out of that space because you don't want to do the work exactly yeah because like you said i i took a year off from dating i i took a i took some time off from men for a while because I know that I like relationships. I love relationships. And I, I don't I can't just be out here just giving my energy to everybody because I feel like it's very sacred. So it's just it's I, I can identify when you say women really take that time to both cultivate themselves because that's absolutely what I do. I go to comedy shows, I'll go to movies, I'll go wherever by myself just because I enjoy my own company. So I'm right there with you. But I I definitely had a therapist as well. (laughs) Definitely. Um, So the next one is, um, yeah, so I guess you kind of answered most of my questions anyway. How do you show up as a man in situations that arise that may not directly concern you? Um, Also, like, how do you advocate for women amongst your friends? So you did kind of touch on this when you said the woman that you were dating, um, you kind of helped her with her co-parenting relationship, but just in like your daily life, daily life, like if you see your friends doing something that might not be too savory to you, do you check them or like, okay, case in point, um, like if you see your friend arguing with their girl or hitting on their girl or doing something crazy, like, are you the type of guy to intervene or do you just wait until it's over and you have a conversation later? Like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Um, I would say, fortunately, I haven't had that type of situation mm-hmm. um, that comes to, like, domestic abuse um, or, like, speaking and stuff like that. Like, if I see one of the homies or, or even before one of the homies get into a situation, like, yo, like, you know, you know you're not supposed to be doing this, bro. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? She's bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's, she's not worth 
your happiness, you know what I'm saying, about what you got, because you got something good going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's good, fellas, like, know your homies, you know what I'm saying, know your homies, because if, if you don't know your bros, then you don't, that's, that's not your bro, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and I know my homies, and I know what their vices are, I know what type of women they like, and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and so we could be somewhere and it's like, yo, like, I, I know, I get it, but it's like, bro, you, you know, you, you got something good at home and, and I don't want you to jeopardize that because if that's the case, then you shouldn't be with her, you know? Yeah. Uh, say say that one more time. Say that, <laughs> say that one more time. If you feel like you need to cheat on your girl, you need to be single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be with her, man, because she, she, don't, she don't deserve that. And if the, if the shoe's on the other foot, you know, I, I know. I, I've seen it. Women have turned down so many men for their for their meds, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying? Um, and that could be either, that could be either good or bad too. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> even with situations like like the Greg situation, like the old girl, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I'm with Drake because it's Drake. Hmm. I and think I'm she kind of knew it like, wasn't. You know, yeah, it wasn't really going to go anywhere. And I've had that happen to me too. Like a girl didn't, uh, she like canceled a photo shoot on me uh, one time. And like years later, she told me because her boyfriend was like jealous of me or whatever. She didn't trust her around me. Um, but then come to find out, we ended up shooting late years later. And then one of, her, one of the photographs we did ended up in like a big magazine or mm-hmm. whatever. And now she's in the modeling agency and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, if we did that years ago, she would have been, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you got to you gotta trust your partner and, and don't be insecure. If you're insecure, let that be known. But like, I, I don't, I don't condone being in a relationship with insecure people um, because that, that knocks you off of your high vibration, you know? Yeah. And, and and if you can't work through it, you know, over time, you got to give people something to trust. Um, but how I keep advocating for women, um, one, like, my daily thing is, like, I don't allow women to travel late. Like, that's just me. Like, if we go somewhere, you either have somebody with you or I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in the Uber home. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, T- take I'm notes, y'all. Take notes. I'm walking into the car to make sure you you uh, get to your car safe. Like even now, like my partner now, she's like, "Yo, like why do you do that? Like why do you?" Because I would, if that's my sister or if that's my mom or whatever, mm-hmm. I, like I would want somebody to make sure that she gets home safely. And it took her a minute to understand like my care for women, and it's not out of like trying, trying to, to holler you yeah. or yeah, trying to be uh, on some creepy stuff. Like yo, like this is really who you are, you know. Um, and, and ladies, if you got a man that really protects women and is like that with women, understand your man, you know, before you judge him or 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 whatever, or jump on him. You know, what I'm saying like really observe how he treats other women, you know, because that's gonna dictate how he's gonna treat you for the rest of your life if y'all plan on getting married. Um, Very true. That's really it, you know. And that's very admirable because you definitely have um, a lot of men who will see something happen. Like I had an incident um, maybe a week or so ago and I hit the guy's friend up because we had exchanged information and or social media. And I'm like, look, your friend, your 
cousin, whoever it was, violated me. And I would hope that somebody with daughters, you know, will understand and check them. And instead of him being like, you know what, that's messed up that that happened. I'm going to talk to him. He just said, oh, I see it. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it completely invalidates the experience of the woman. And it, it makes it, it just invalidates you and your experience. And it makes makes it feel or I guess for me like an extra lash against black men because you know we need to have more men like you speaking up and saying like look the shit y'all doing is whack and we need to change as a collective so you're definitely appreciated so now we are at the end and now it's time for you to name one time where you were loud and wrong Mm. Um, I would take it back to, you know, my relationship that I had with my soulmate. Um, I was, uh, I think it was, what was it? It was like, um, um, you're being too, like, flirtatious and things like that. And I was playing it off, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I knew what my headspace was, um, and I just like blacked it out and walked out, like made a scene. <laughs> I made a whole scene. Wait, shut up. For real? I made a whole scene in the house. Like, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you going through my phone? Why are you did it? Mm-hmm. She's like, because I have every, like, I have the right, like, look at what you're doing. Look at what you're saying. Look how you're talking to these girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't cool. So I made a scene and was very narcissistic. And put it on her, like, oh, but if you would spend more time with me, then I wouldn't be da 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 da. Um, and then I walked out. I made a scene. Made a scene. Made a scene. I knew I was wrong. I knew I shouldn't have been doing that. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I made a whole scene, but I came back, apologized to her. I was like, yo, like, you know, this is what my mind is at. I feel like we not on the same page. And so, you hmm. know. Yeah. Well, listen. Thank you for being here. I do. Oh, I usually share one of my loud and wrong times. Um, I don't even know if I have a. I have a most recent loud and wrong. <laughs> because I'm really good at like checking myself and like you know. Okay, I can name a loud and wrong moment that I, that happened to me. So I was on a date with this older white guy, and um, I had a po- uh, episode about it, like maybe three episodes prior to this one. Um, and they were being very discriminatory against me. And um, he just kept saying, like, you know, I, I just don't want to believe that they would discriminate against you. And I'm like, you know, don't diminish who I am. And I, I'm, I think that it could have progressed into something more because I was, I was appreciative that he was at least understanding my experience. But instead of me trying to move past the situation, I was just focusing on him just diminishing it and him just initially saying that he didn't want to believe that. And I'm just like, no, you know, you want to feel like you a white man. You don't have this experience and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yes. So that was me being loud and wrong most recently. (laughs) But listen, it is what it is. And it, it made me realize that wanting to continue a serious relationship with someone outside of my race is also going to come with its own barriers and its own prejudices and its own. And then, like I said, I I date such significantly older men than I am. So that already comes with its own issues. 
So yes, that that was me being loud and wrong, but you know, it is what it is. Um, there are other fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah, keep it going, keep it going. Yes, exactly. But anywho, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, peace be y'all. Y'all can find me at Sirmore S I R M. Zero zero R E um, on all platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you want to book me for a shoot, that's sermore.co. Um, if you want to book me to come cook for you, that's soulveggiesandmore.com. And uh, if you want to get involved with some community work, um, follow us at BLM underscore Patterson on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm an overall guy. He helps anything. If I don't got it, I know somebody who do. Yes. And I want to emphasize that I saw on his page he was doing yoga for black yeah. men. Get your Absolutely. yoga and your meditation on. He has the space for everyone, but get your yoga and your meditation on black men. That's right. That's right. Send to yourself, <laughs> fellas. And um, we're going to keep trying to hear Okay. Well, thank you so much, guys, for checking out this podcast. I will catch you in the next one.